0: Hey, hey, Brian Miller here, and thanks so much for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts on the One New Person podcast. This week, we're talking about feedback, positive and negative. The big news this week is my book, Three New People, Make the Most of Your Daily Interactions and Stop Missing Amazing Opportunities, was reviewed in Publishers Weekly. Now, it's been almost a year since the book came out, and I, well, I was going to say I had lost all hope that the book would be reviewed, but I never really expected the book to be reviewed. It was, after all, self-published. It was hybrid self-publishing. I hired an entire publishing team and founded a legal publishing house of my own. But at the end of the day, it was self-published. And Publishers Weekly is not in the habit of reviewing self-published books. They do, but it's uncommon. It's relatively rare. Now, if you're not in the author business or in the book business or don't know much about it, Publishers Weekly for a long, long time was the go-to resource for reviews. They were the gatekeepers. If Publishers Weekly gave your book a good review, people would buy it. It's kind of like these days if Oprah gave your book a good review. Now, that's not as true anymore. The gatekeepers have pretty much gone away. If you've got a book and no one's reviewed it, but you do a good job of building relationships online and leveraging your audience, then you can create a bestseller. It's pretty cool. Having said that, I was obviously ecstatic that I got reviewed, and it was glowing. It was really, really wonderful. The last sentence actually had the word brilliant in it, so don't get me wrong, I'll take it. But it really got me thinking about the nature of feedback and how we take stuff from the outside into our world and how we decide what to let in and what to filter out. Because what I realized in my cloud nine moment over the review is that, If it had been a negative review, a poor review, I would have simply ignored it. I mean, it would have hurt my feelings for a moment, but I would have hand-waved it. I would have said, well, that reviewer just didn't know what they were talking about, right? There are so many things I could have justified to myself. They don't like that particular type of book. They're not into self-help. They didn't like the colors on the cover, whatever, My grandfather, Pa, is a brilliant amateur artist, a lifelong amateur artist. He's never painted or drawn professionally, which is to say he's never been paid for his art. He was a dentist by trade, a very successful one, but a dentist. And there's hundreds of paintings all over their house, stacked up and many of them on the walls, but many, many more in rooms and on the floor and closets. And I've got a ton of them up in my house. So do my aunt and uncle and my dad and my my cousins. It's, it's a big, big deal in our family. He is an exceptional artist. And for years, I've asked him the same question that so many people who've seen his art have asked him. Why don't you put it into the world why don't you donate it to a museum why don't you try to sell some on commissions and his answer is always the same he says no he's not interested the reason he makes his art is because it brings him joy and it brings his wife my grandmother joy and my cousins and his kids and and our family but he doesn't want it in a museum he doesn't want it out there in the world because he doesn't want anybody else reviewing it, positive or negative. I mean, he thinks it's nice when someone from the outside world comes into their house and sees his art and tells them how much they enjoy it, but that's not why he makes it. And so I I think he's right to decide he doesn't want it in front of other people, because he's decided precisely who his art is for. It's for him and his wife and his family. And so the question is, if you're going to put your work into the world, If you've decided to put your art, whatever form that may take, if you're a YouTube creator, a content creator, if you're a musician or a writer or a blogger or a podcaster, if you're a public speaker, if you paint, draw, make comic strips, if you're a juggler, if you're a receptionist or an executive assistant who greets people and makes them feel calm and comfortable and welcome, I mean, that's art as well. Whatever your art is, should you pay attention to the critics? Do you give weight to all feedback, positive and negative, or do you give weight to no feedback at all, positive and negative? And if I'm being really honest, I don't think we should be giving weight to feedback at all because you're not as good as your best work and you're not as bad as your worst. We are all on a sliding scale. Some days we are amazing. Some days we're not that great. Most days we're somewhere in between, which is important because it means there's always something to aspire to. There's always something better to reach for. And so when Publishers Weekly calls my book a brilliant system for deepening relationships, it makes me feel good. But the way I wanna leverage that good feeling is to internalize it as part of my new self-confidence, to make me feel like a more confident artist, more willing to take risks, more willing to put my work into the world. In other words, I want the review to make me feel better about the positive impact I can have on the world, and for that to be the result, not the review itself. Listen to critics, positive and negative, but if you're going to get excited about the positive ones, you have to get upset about the negative ones, and that doesn't seem like a great trade-off. I think much better to take them all in, as is, and say, okay. That's one person's opinion. That person loved it. That person over there, they didn't love it. But I'm doing my work for the people who care. And as long as, in my instance, people come up to me after speeches and they buy the book because what they heard on stage was so wonderful they can't wait to dive in deeper, or they email me because a friend of theirs recommended my book and they read it and it really made a difference that day, then it doesn't really matter what Publishers Weekly said about it even if it was really positive. Because there's no such thing as Publishers Weekly. Publishers Weekly is just a collection of people with individual preferences and individual backgrounds and individual values. And if a different person over there at Publishers Weekly had read the book, maybe they wouldn't have liked it. And then Publishers Weekly would have given me a negative review. So am I going to promote the fact that Publishers Weekly gave a rave review to my book? Of course I am. But I'm not going to let it change my opinion of my work. And that's an honest system. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thursday Thoughts. If you got anything out of this, make sure to share it across social media. Hashtag One New Person, all spelled out, so I can find it and we can thank you for that. My name is Brian Miller. This is One New Person, and we'll see you on Monday.